Welcome to The Darkroom with Kay, where stories begin to unfold as we develop each image we have kept hidden. The time we spend in the darkroom is what makes us who we are today. Join me as we get deeper and a healthy exposure with day-to-day people like you and I. See how we can show you the light that will continue to shine on the image of your life. Hey guys, welcome back to The Dark One with Kay. I am your host, Keisha, and today I'm so excited to have this speaker with us, this guest. I have been wanting to have him in our podcast for so long, and I'm just so grateful and so honored that he said, yeah. Um, I want to welcome you guys to Josh Terrado, um, and he is actually my new pastor for journey east so we are super excited about that josh um welcome to the dark one with Kay. um tell us a little bit about yourself man first and foremost so happy to be here thank you for inviting me this is pretty cool and uh yeah um, a little bit about myself so my name is uh, josh dorado and um i have a uh, beautiful wife her name is sarai dorado and my beautiful baby boy who just turn eight months last week, Truth Aleos, and uh, he is going to be eating everything in the house now, so, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, love, love our little family, and um, we're, we're just so blessed to be a part of what's going on in our local church, which is Journey Church, under the uh, leadership of our pastor, JJ Vasquez, uh, who is just the uh, the big eagle. We love him. Yes, uh, yes. So grateful to partner with him and what's to come in the future. Like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. we got our Journey East campus that's going to be know. launching in a couple months. <laughs> so uh, we're excited for that. And um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, what else about me? I love reading books. I love watching movies. I oh, enjoy yeah. great food. I'm a big foodie. What kind so, of movies? What's your favorite type of movies? Like... You know, I love rom-coms. I love really? rom-coms. Yeah, oh rom-coms. I would think that thing. you would be like an action type of guy. No, I can be. I can be. Yeah. But if I had to choose humor over an action, I'll probably go with the humor. Yeah, and yeah. If there's some romance in it, I'm down for it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, I guess Sarai feels like, all right, babe, we can watch it. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's, it's, it's killing it. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I'm so glad that you'll be able to join us today. And thank you so much for just, you know, letting us know a little bit about yourself. Um, Josh, just how we always start off with our podcast, we have um, the dark room that a lot of people don't understand what the dark room is, right? Um, yeah. And I, I like to explain a little bit more in the dark room in the photography, right? We we don't really see it because we see it in a, you go to Walgreens and you just say, hey, I need my pictures developed and poof, in an hour, they're done, right? right, right, right. <laughs> but, and in reality, there's pictures that are processed in the dark room with specific chemicals and everything. And I really want to get deeper into that, get deeper mm. into the dark rooms of everybody's lives, right? And mm. I wanted to touch base with you because I know that just like we all have been, right? We all have been through dark rooms. Um sure. And and you being a, a pastor, you know, a lot of people might look up to you when they, they'll they see, you know, they'll see the story. I mean, they'll see the glory, but they won't see the story, right? right. So I, I want you to go a little bit deeper into, you know, a specific dark room that you would like to share with us um, that will be able to bless somebody's life today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love, I love the concept behind this because the truth of the matter is um, 
doesn't matter, you know, what area you're serving in in ministry or what position you have in life. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, especially just being a believer, you, we need to re- be reminded that we'll never get out of the dark room. That's right. And the reason why I say that is because we're always developing. There's always change happening. There's always something new that's being right. developed within our lives. And I think that's so good to know. You know, yeah. uh, it's not that you get to a place where I'm out of the dark room. I'm, I'm done developing. No, I'm still developing. <laughs> He's still working on me. I'm still right. a work in progress in many different areas of my life. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest areas, um, if I can just expound on tonight, mm-hmm. has to be within the context of marriage. Mm. Uh, marriage was something I always wanted ever since I was a kid. You know, some people have dreams. They want to be a doctor, they want to be a lawyer, they want to be a basketball player, they want to be a football player. My dream ever since I was a kid is I want to get married and I want to be a father. I mean, people just looked at me weird when I would say that that was my dream when I was, but I was being honest. I just always, maybe that's why I like rom-coms too. I'm just always this hopeless romantic type of dude. And uh, it's just something I always wanted. And, you know, just to fast forward a bit, you know, after I graduated high school and after I went to school of ministry, after I was actively working in full-time ministry, I knew that that was the next tier that I wanted to step into. That was the next stage of my life. And uh, stepped into marriage, uh, was dating my present wife for over seven to eight years. But in the midst of those seven to eight years of dating, there was a lot of on and off. Uh, There was a lot of maybe toxic patterns uh, Mm -hmm. because of lack of boundaries, Um, things that we allowed that maybe we shouldn't have allowed um, just because of uh, weaknesses and temptations and all those different things. But I remember us stepping into marriage and her telling me, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And the reason why she told me that she wasn't ready, this was even after premarital counseling, is because she didn't feel like we were healed enough. She didn't feel like we were whole. And I think that's an expectation that a lot of people uh, have, which is Mm -hmm. realistic, where they expect that I'm going to get into marriage, I'm going to bring my 50, the other person's going to bring their 50, and we're going to make 100. Right. And hey, it's not, it's not, you have to step into it 100. The other person has to step it into 100. Because marriage won't complete you, but it should complement who you are. Yes. You should already walk into marriage whole. And I didn't listen to her. I <laughs> thought that that's really what it was going to be. I thought that she was going to help complete the areas where I lacked. <laughs> I felt like I had a lot of good things. I felt like she had a lot of good things. And I says, okay, marriage is going to be the solution. Right. And you get to that point where you're like, okay, well, she's exactly everything that I wanted. And it's like, okay, it's perfect. You know, it's going to be perfect. She's not going to have any right. issues. I'm not going to have any issues because... I mean, that's all, that's all what we want, right? We want Correct. somebody that's perfect. And so it's like, it's going to just be roses, you know, and no issues, but. Right, right, right. And we, we have, we, and we put that expectation on someone. Right. Yes, we put we false expectations on people that they can't fulfill that expectation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's what I ended up doing. Uh, we ended up end, walking into marriage. And after five months already into marriage, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I was serving at the church that I was at previously, and uh, we just had Bible study. And there was a gentleman that came who was actually uh, displaced. He didn't have a home. He wanted to get back to his family in Puerto Rico. I remember just staying with him the whole night, wanting to help him out. 
wanted to get him back to his family in Puerto Rico, ended up getting him a plane ticket to Puerto Rico. Um, We got him to the airport. We sent him to his family. We contacted his family and they were like, oh, we're so excited to have our, our son back. Man, when I left him at the airport, I felt like I was on top of the world. Like I made a difference. I helped this yes. guy get back to his family. Superman over we here. helped advance the kingdom. <laughs> this is great. That same night, I got home about 1.30 in the morning to an empty home. My wife was gone. Uh, her closet was empty. Nothing was there. And she just left me a note uh, saying any time. I remember thinking to myself, how can this be, God? Mm. Uh, I'm trying to be faithful to my wife. I'm trying to be faithful to the kingdom. And this is what I get. This is, this is what's my reality right now. And I remember contacting her and telling her, you have to come back home. You got to come back. You can't do this. This is going to look so wrong. What is it going to look like? An associate pastor and his wife leads him. Mm-hmm. And just worrying about me, 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 selfish motives, selfish right. perspective. And um, I remember her just saying, uh, I'm not coming back home until you get help and until we get help. So her whole thing was, uh, you need to see a counselor. I need to see a counselor and we need to see a counselor together. And, you know, to be honest with you, Kay, I, I, I just wasn't with it. I wasn't for it. Um, I was very standoffish. Um, I felt like I already knew enough. And I think that's the issue sometimes, especially mm-hmm. as men. Uh, we feel like we have to have it all together. We feel like we have to know it all. Right. Uh, we can't bear our weakness that we don't know something. Right. And I was just really humbled in that moment. And I remember going to counseling and finally taking that step there and coming to the realization, whoa, I'm not okay. Mm. (laughs) Whoa, I'm very flawed. Um, There's a Mm. lot of immaturity within my life. There's a lot of areas within me that I haven't grown in and I haven't healed in. And to get to get to that point it's like something had to happen right like you just like you opened your eyes and it was like wow this is not something's really going on and in order for right. that to happen i feel like sometimes we have to like literally take the blindfold off and yeah. or sometimes we just have to rip it off even if it hurts right but right right, right. and that's the, that. that's the and that's the beauty of having other people speak into you so you Mm. can see that perspective right because sometimes you're seeing it from one angle but if you allow someone else to speak into your life Mm. they can see it from an angle that you're not even seeing Mm -hmm. and so that's what i love about counseling and therapy which i'm pro i'm such an advocate now you know something i was so against that i need now like we're still in therapy right now you know what i'm saying yeah we all need therapy we're all crazy (laughs) we don't have it all together Right. But, um, you know, uh, that's what I loved about therapy is, you know, those tough questions that someone asks you that you've never asked yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you really begin to go to the root of why you are the way you are. Yes. And some behavior that we uh, take along the way, it's learned because maybe we saw our families uh, the way that they were. And, you know, we've made comments like, oh, I'll never be like my mom and dad. I'll never mm. be like my dad and that. And then you find yourself <laughs> doing the same thing. And it's like, oh, my gosh, 
what have I become? You know? <laughs> and you think uh, that that's the right thing to do because it's your parents and they're the ones who raised you. So you're like, this is right. Like, I, I don't know nothing else. I, I know that this is the right way and it's not. Exactly. You're so right on that point because I grew up in a Christian home. You know, I've been a PK practically my whole life. My dad was mm -hmm. a pastor and, and, you know, um, I saw my wife's family and I, and I can, you know, it's so amazing that you can notice the dysfunction of others, <laughs> but you're blinded to the dysfunction of the homes that oh you live in. Oh my goodness, you know I mean? yes. <laughs> and so I didn't realize how dysfunctional certain patterns were, were in my household mm -hmm. that I ended up taking into my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that process of therapy, in the process of, asking those tough questions, I, I came to realize, Kay, that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who Josh was. Apart from my family, apart from ministry, apart from activity, I didn't know who I was, the essence of who I was as a person. And I think that was the biggest revelation that I had was, whoa, this is me. Yes. This is who I am. Um, You can be saved in Christ and have identity in him, but still be bound to oh, lies. Yeah. That's right. Still be bound to deceit. And I think that's where um, the epiphany and the awakening was for me. And so in that process of therapy, in that process of us seeking out help, I remember in the dark room, mm -hmm. me now putting all the effort, now making all the steps you know, see my marriage restored and for me to sit across my wife uh, at a Starbucks. And she told me, I just want to let you know, I don't see any future in us anymore. I don't see hope for my marriage. Okay, mm -hmm. let me tell you, it took everything mm -hmm. within me not to make a scene in that Starbucks. Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> Your boy was ready to make a oh, scene. <laughs> like, um... You know no, no, no. You, right. You know, we've been going through all this therapy. Right. I've been trying to make all the right steps. But, you know, when you just have that moment, uh, and that's why, you know, it's so amazing that the Holy Spirit can give you self-control. Yes, yes. He'll give you the self-control you need, mm -hmm. even when you feel like you don't have the strength to do it. And I felt the Holy Spirit just give me self-control so, uh, self just to, to listen, to be patient. And I said, okay, I hear you. And when we decided to leave that Starbucks, I remember getting in my car and just bawling my eyes out after all the emotion I was holding. But at that moment, I felt it in my spirit and it wasn't audible. I just felt it in my spirit. Now that she said that it's dead, now I can resurrect it. Oh, wow. And I'm just so grateful, so mm. grateful um, when Jesus told Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. And that word became so alive in, in my life in that moment when I said, okay, God, resurrect my marriage. Mm -hmm. Do it. it, it, it had, if she says it's dead, we're, in, we're really in the dark room. It's black in here. It's <laughs> black. We're, we're no longer dark. It's black. It's right. black. There's no light that can be seen. And... Oh, um, By God's grace, man, I can tell you today, and you know this, mm -hmm. uh, me and my wife now are about to uh, go on our fifth year of marriage. Yes. Uh, God has just done uh, an amazing work in 
our reconciliation, not just with one another, but with him, mm. um, healing, um, we're getting ready to launch a church now. Yes. Uh, we've been able to lead marriage, small groups, just to identify with people. Hey, we know what it is, mm. um, to go through, you know, a, a, a huge, um, trial in your marriage and a huge deficit in your love. Right. Um, but if he can do it for us and if he can breathe life into our marriage, I'm telling you, if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to put in the time, if you're willing to seek out therapy, if you're willing to believe that the Holy Spirit is able to produce in you what you can't produce on your own, it can happen. It can happen. And we're testaments of that. So, you know, when, when, when people ask me, what's the darkest place um, that I've ever just seen God intervene and, and bring a resurrection story out of it has to be my marriage. Amen. Amen. Oh man, yeah. that's powerful, man. I would, oh my goodness. Oh, and I love you guys. You guys are just amazing. I remember I, I met you guys. I, I think I mentioned this to you before that like we were all worshiping three churches together years yeah. ago. Yeah. And um, ever since I met her, I, I was like, I love her. Like she's, <laughs> she's hilarious. Number one. Yeah. And she's beautiful. And you see the Holy Spirit through her and just the way she speaks. She's so attentive too when she's speaking on you, you know, she's like, right. her eyes are focused on you. Like she's yeah. like, there could be a storm all around going on and she's just, I'm focusing on you, you know, I'm focusing on you. And, and I love That's that. So that, nice. that means a lot. That means a lot. And then your That's baby, so nice like, you. yeah, yeah. because of your whole beautiful marriage that you have your baby, he's, yeah, just adorable like Thank every you. time i see pictures of him he's just amazing <laughs> he really is. so um now i want to enter into um, a little more exposure questions sure so um what is something that you do to keep your image from being overexposed mm. <sighs> wow <laughs> what do i do to keep my image overexposed so let break down the context of that question <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna tell I, you I, right can, I can i can go so many ways with that one <laughs> so basically like in um like feeling burnt out like especially like if you're in ministry or you know as a husband or father what do you do to help you not be like burnt out or be overexposed in your life your personal life or your spiritual life yeah it's a great question i i think that um you know, our, our pastor brought a word this past week uh, about the importance of values mm -hmm. and that if your values are in place, then it's not a challenge for you to make the right decisions. Okay. Uh, when your values are not in place, those, those decisions become really challenging. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's been so important for us in our home is always putting our values at the forefront. Uh, we value um, family time. Yes. So our family days are on Friday nights, and that's mm -hmm. non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. We make that um, sacred. We don't compromise that. Um, I value that the first thing that I do in my morning is start my day with him. Amen. That's non-negotiable. I have to start my day with him um, before I check the feed on Instagram, before I go on Facebook, before <laughs> I do all these different things that that's you can right. tend to do, you know, as yeah, the first yeah. thing after you turn off your alarm. <laughs> uh, I try to make sure that uh, God gets my first. Amen. That's that's a value for me. He gets the first of my day. And it really helps. When yeah. you give him the first of your day, yes. it really positions your attitude for the rest of the day. Despite oh, yes. what may come, despite what challenges you may face, uh, the, the posture of your heart's in a, in a better place to take on those different things. 
So that's a big thing for me. Um, I, I, I try to live by this book that I highly recommend called Boundaries. Mm. An incredible read. I highly recommend it. If you haven't read it, if you're listening, please go pick up that book. And it just really puts into perspective the importance of boundaries. I think you also need boundaries and relationships. That's right. Yes. You got to know who your confidants are. Mm. You got to know who your close friends are. Yes. And then you got to know uh, who are your blessed acquaintances where we just say hello to one another and we greet one another. But I don't get too deep in with you because yeah. we're just not there yet. <laughs> right. And I think that's okay. You yeah. have to have circles in your relationships where who's on the outer circle, who's a little bit more on the inner circle, but mm -hmm. then who's really on the inner circle yeah. where you can be really transparent and just trust yeah. and just uh, bear your heart with. So that's, that's really important for me. Um, another thing is I think uh, too much of anything is bad. So just monitoring my uh, screen time, mm -hmm. monitoring my TV time, monitoring um, even a glass of wine, no. Too many cups of that is not good. Won't Come get on. you in a good place. Uh, you know, it, Jesus turned water into wine, but you know, there's limits, right? <laughs> there's limits. <laughs> you got, you got to yes. know. You got to know when too much is too much. Come on, <laughs> right? So, um, all the sipping saints out there, just letting you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right. That's good. Right. Right. You know, I think good. that's just important. You gotta, yeah. you gotta know yourself. I think that's yeah. so important. When I told you that the biggest uh, revelation for me in coming out of the dark room was knowing who I am. Amen. Because, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, I really believe, Kay, I really believe this, that you are the greatest preacher you'll ever hear. That's right. Because you know what you need to hear. Mm. Come on. Right? Mm. So you know, you know your weaknesses, yeah. you know your strengths. Mm -hmm. So I think we just need to be honest with ourselves and preach honest messages to ourselves good, because the truth will set us free. And if yeah. we believe that, I think that we'll live in freedom and we'll walk in the abundant life that Christ has created us to walk into. Amen. Amen. Man, you're so, you're so good. You're so good. <laughs> Like, come on come on I, I feed off of you Jesus. i feed off of you i feed off of you <laughs> my next question for you josh is what bible verse or quote are you currently standing on mm. yeah i'm gonna say galatians 5 1 and galatians 5 1 says it is for freedom that christ has set us free that we would not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery and man I think in this time of a pandemic, in the time of quarantine, I think one of the dangerous places that you can be is isolation. When you just isolate yourself from people, from friends. And I think that when you isolate yourself, you find yourself maybe sometimes being your worst enemy mm -hmm. because you start telling yourself the negative. You start telling yourself, is it even worth it? It's okay if I do it just one time. It's okay if I fall again in this area of my life. And uh, I think we need to be reminded that it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Mm, come on, yes. There's no point in going back because there's nothing there. Mm. There's only one direction, and that's forward. And even as we move forward, if we stumble, just get back up again. Mm. Dust off those knees, dust off those hands, and just keep on walking forward. 
Uh, it's not about perfection. It's about progression. And I think if we can celebrate the wins that we just take two steps forward each day, hey, that's a win. You don't have to take a huge stride. Just take two steps in the right direction and see uh, the growth and see that win and, and acknowledge it. I think we, we need to, and I hope I say this in the correct way, but people need to give themselves a little bit more credit than what they do. Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to speak life into yourself. Yes. Because what good is it if we can speak life into everybody else, but we can't speak life into ourselves? And one thing that one of my friends who's a therapist, he's like, Josh, you got to learn how to show yourself self-compassion. Self-compassion is so important because when you show yourself self-compassion, then the compassion that you extend to others will be even more real because it's coming from a real place. So, you know, I want to let those that are listening uh, on this call, Christ's grace is sufficient for you. Amen. For your past your present and your future. He is more than enough. (laughs) You are whole in him. So I would just encourage someone that feels like, man, but I'm not doing as good as I'm supposed to be doing. Well, you're not doing as bad as you thought you were doing as well. Right. Right. You got to think about (laughs) it. Where were you before? Like, where are you now? Right. Right. And celebrate Mm -hmm. that. Celebrate that. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So I think we just need to, 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 to really believe that, embrace that, and uh, apply that more in our lives. Amen. Amen. And my last question for you, Josh, um, it's now that the full image has developed, what advice would you give to those who might be struggling with the process of the darkroom? Mm. I think I'm going to reply with the same way that I started. <laughs> it hasn't fully developed. <laughs> I'm I was still developing. That. I was just going to say that. I mean, are you still, are we still in the process? Right. Yeah. I, I'm still in the process of developing yeah. in my marriage. I'm still trying to be a better husband. I'm still trying to get this whole thing that's called fatherhood done. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to be a better student. I'm still trying to be a better son, a better friend. Um, but the good news is, is that I'm developing. Yeah, man. I'm developing. I may not be fully developed until Christ's return, but the good news is, is that I'm in his hands. He's got me in the dark room and I'm being developed in him daily. And that's my goal in life that each day I can just develop a little bit more. Um, And, 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 and when you're developed, you're also going to see the impurities in yourself and that's okay because you see that it exposes it. Mm -hmm. It shows you, Ooh, I still got to grow in that area. Ooh. I still need work in that area. Yeah, that's Oof. good. That's Lord, good. Lord, work on me in that area. But the good news is, is that he is working on me. Praise God. He is working on me. Um, and and I, I truly believe that. And um, I'm so thankful for people like you who are creating avenues and outlets like this that promote vulnerability, that mm-hmm. promote honesty, <laughs> um, and that give people an opportunity to share their truth. Because our truth is real, but his truth over our lives is even more real. Yes. And I would tell people that, yeah, be honest with your truth, but don't forget that it's his truth that really makes the difference in our lives and really covers a multitude of our wrongs. And it it really allows his goodness to be seen. And now I know why you named your son truth. 
Come on now. You know it. That boy ain't never going to lie. He ain't Come never going to lie to me. He better not. Come on. <laughs> well, Josh, I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for just opening your heart and just letting us know a little bit more. It's always fun to get to know people and especially you know, people that we're close with. It's it's amazing. And I, and I love that you were able to just speak about, you know, what process you went through specifically in your marriage, right? Um, Not everybody um, speaks about that because it's a little bit, I guess, taboo. They don't really want to speak about it, but I'm grateful for you. And I want to say thank you. So I love you. I love your family. I love your husband. I love your kids. (laughs) And uh, I'm so grateful uh, for you. And I I can't wait to hear more stories through these memes and this resource. Yes. Yes. Well, we thank you so much. You got it. I love how Josh said that when he realized that he was wrong, it wasn't because he decided to, it was because something had to happen for him to realize that. A lot of times in our lives, it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship, whatever moment of life that you're at, something has to happen for you to realize that, wait, this is not right, this is not what's supposed to happen. And it's in those times where I feel like the Lord is speaking to us directly and telling us like, hey, you know, you're wrong and and you got to change something. Because a lot of times we think it's the other person, right? Or we think that it's the other situation or, or I, my job, it's, I, I don't like my job. It's this way. And it's really not the job. We forget that we need to work towards that job, right? And just how Josh said, it was in his relationship, for instance. And he thought that everything was fine, everything was cool, but everything wasn't fine until he looked a little bit deeper. I want you to, after you listen to this podcast, I want you to look a little bit deeper in and and see what is something that maybe you haven't thought about was wrong in your life. Or maybe you thought that you didn't have to change or you just thought that everything was fine. But take a deeper look inside and see something, that one thing that maybe God is telling us, hey, it's time to change. Thank you guys for joining us this week. I can't wait for you guys to listen next week. We are coming to a close in our podcast in season one, but I know that you guys are going to be super, super excited for season two. You guys have a great one.